Evening, everybody. Welcome to Friday Night Live, covering the massive, massive game. Tomorrow against the Scummers, obviously, looks like I'm going to take a lot of lead tonight because Pidgey's uh, struggling with his voice. Ain't your bed? It's just a little bit, mate. <laughs> obviously, joined by the Pidge, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Major Tom. And this week, we're joined by Luton legend uh, and uh, Scotland legend, uh, uh, Mr. Darren Sultan. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm I'm great, boys. I'm really looking forward to like the game tomorrow. It brings a lot. It means a lot to everybody, to all the great Luton fans and all you Watford boys over there. Absolutely. Did, did, I mean they they say that form goes out the window in Derby. And that's if you're a Watford fan, that that's you know would say that because our form's horrific. But um, yeah, I, I just hope. I mean, even both sets of players. This is one game that they have to be up for it. You know, looting players, what for players, they have to be up for it. It's like a do not lose game. And, uh, and, uh, and more for our case, do not lose because of the situation we're in. But if we can get another win over you, six points, I think a lot of what fans will be very, very happy tomorrow afternoon. And same as that for Luton. Luton is a massive game for Luton. Playing against Watford, they only got the chance to play Watford twice and both of them were draws down at, down at your place. And it was such a a great atmosphere, but both sets of fans are great fans, Luton Town fans, and I might be a bit biased, but I say they're the best in the land, the way they just follow their team everywhere, through thick and thin all the time, and they just stick together all the time, just like the players are doing on the pitch just now, they've got such a great array of talent in that team, and they've got so much energy, and they're marshaled by a great, a great man in the manager they've got, and Rob is just such a great manager and he's fitted in to the Luton setup. Like he's been like a breath of fresh air to the club. He's just made that transition period for everyone involved just so smooth and he's a real nice guy as well, real nice man, which I love about him. Mm. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, just a big, massive tribute out to you, Salts, because you're a good friend of mine at Hemeltown, mate. So just a massive thank you for coming on, Fern, and it was really nice finally um, speaking to you again after all these years and catching up, um, fella, even though, you know, fantastic bloke, mate, just I uh, can't really uh, um, take away the fact that you used to play for them, but, you know, absolute legend in your own right, mate, honestly, coaching legend in non-league, um, what you've done in non-league, especially for Emma and the likes of Hitchin, massive hat off to you, fella. Yeah, thank you very much for your kind words. No, I love my time down at Hemel. With yourself, I used to look forward to seeing you and having a chat with you about the games. And I loved him as a club, great chairman, and the manager was fantastic. But non-league football is such a good way to watch football as well. If you can't play, watch a professional, be involved in the non-league. And then I take my hat off to all you guys doing what you do as well. And it's a great show you've got. I've watched a couple of episodes, and especially the one last week, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> no, no, appreciate appreciate your words, uh, Darren. Obviously, podcast is obviously about Watford, but tonight we've got to talk about the game tomorrow. Um, Pidge, uh, how do you think it's going to pan out? Well, certainly I'll get Major Tom's assessment in a minute, mate, but I'll keep it short and sweet as long as we don't lose, um, especially our erratic form. I'll be happy, but I've been to a few of them. I know you're going. I know Mr. Jack White or himself, Danny Hyman's going as well. So it's uh -huh. you know just enjoy, mate. Um, you know I'm fortunate to have been to 
a few classics, including the um, the 97 one. I've said it a million times, but it's the best away game I've been to non-Wembley. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough because they're on form. But remember, yeah. we were bricking it after Millwall, weren't we? And look what happened. So, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, that's all I can say, but it's it's mm. one hell of a game. It's it's a cup final for both. It is, it is, and you know, like, like I said earlier, form goes out the window in derbies, and for what for what for fan, you thank you thank God form goes out the window. Cause we like you said, we're in erratic form. Loon, Loon, whatever you say about Loon, you know, we hate him and our like roles, but they've they've been phenomenal this season. Whatever you say about them, they've been phenomenal. You know, the way the way the way the you know, the club it's you know, because obviously, as we know, who was on the podcast previously pitched Tim, one of my good pals, really good friend of mine, massive, mm. massive Luton Town fan, goes home and away. And I was literally, I banter all the time, like Luton scummer, what for scummer, but that it's pure banter. You know, I've got a lot of respect for the guy, and he just says that it's just an absolute credit watching Luton Town fan. And I think, looking from afar, you can only agree with him because of what, what they do. You know, he says that, well, it's obvious that they've got one of the smallest budget, not just in championship, but in the whole of the football league and that I think they're putting well above their weight and you know I think it just makes us hate them even more because it's, it's a little bit of jealousy there because that's what we should have we should have been that club this season you know we should have been in the playoffs we should have been fighting for the top two but because of how the club's run at the moment we're, we're, we're scrapping to get in the playoffs so that all, all the all the all the form shows that Luton should win tomorrow but like, like I keep saying form goes out the window in derbies Danny, I was just listening to your comments here, which is very interesting. You, you says about you should be the club that are Newton's position. Do you know? Do you think if he's suddenly been a bit rash and sacking Rob early doors after ten games, he would be that he would be in that team? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's a fantastic, he's a fantastic manager, yeah. but he's not a fantastic manager. He's also a a great human being. He's just so nice, yeah, yeah. and he just. He's so nice about him. He's got a great ear about him, and he's just a a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, yeah. I, I can remember in the summer when he when he got appointed. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know an awful lot about him. Obviously, we knew he he sort of won the league with Forest Green. Did really well at Forest Green. So, but coming to Watford as a young English manager, it was a complete change of direction from our owners because they're used to appointing yes. foreign coaches, experienced coaches. So, it was a kind of massive change of approach from going from Roy Hodgson. Who is one just to complete forget as far as I'm concerned? Go from him to Rob Edwards. It was a complete change of direction, and I think majority of fans, me included, were like, "Okay, we're we're behind this." You know, our owners have they've it, at the time it was clear that you know they needed a change of direction. They went with Rob Edwards, and then they just went back in full circle. They they scrapped the idea of you know they didn't back him. It was clear. Clear, clear as day with the plays he needed, the system he played. They didn't back him, and right. the, the the owners the owners should have been patient. I think fans should be more patient. I think me me I was I was willing to give him time. You know, I wanted him to build a squad, yes. see what he's doing. And it's it's proven now that what what he actually can do with a squad that plays together that gels. And he yeah he's a fantastic human being because when we had the Elton John concert in the summer, a lot of what he Rob Edwards was there. And you know, yeah. Rob Ebbles was only indoor five. Rob Ebbles was in indoor five minutes. And he, he was already integrating with the Watford fans, you know, making himself known. And again, like you just said, that just shows the kind of man he is. And I think even you speak to him now, he probably wouldn't wouldn't have a bad word to say about Watford, even though you know he got shown the door. I don't, I just, you know I, something? 
I don't think that man would have a bad word to say about anybody. See, when you actually talk to the guy and look at how his team plays, and he's got great, he's got great characteristics about him. He's just such a, he's such a nice, humble man. He just loves, he loves his football, he loves his team, and he loves his fans as well. When obviously he loves his board because he's got a great board backing him, behind him, and helping him along the way. I mean, you've got a man like Mick Harford who, as you talk about legends at football clubs, he has got to be the ultimate legend of any English football club that you could have. He's, um, yeah, like, yeah, echo what you said about Rob, Rob Edwards. I, I am, don't get wrong, I am jealous, you know, because Rob Edwards is doing what Luton, what, what he should have been doing at Watford if we give, if our own is giving time and backed him, but they didn't. And now, unfortunately, they're, they're paying the price and, you know, and, Let's let's be honest here. I think Rob Edwards will hundred percent want to want to get one back our own tomorrow. And I just think that everything's paying the way for Luton fan, Luton Town win tomorrow. You know, you've got the the Watford winning four 0 in the derby on season. You've got the Rob Edwards factor. You've got you know it's first game with fans at, at, at the Dog Kennel for sixteen years. You have got all all these factors, and it's just it's all all pins his way into Luton win. But you know. Pidge, we both and Tom, we all know Watford. They can they can just spring out a result out of nowhere, and I just hope it is tomorrow. Tom, put your mic on, you, mate. Put your mic on. You're on mute. You're, you're as bad as me, mate. Put your mic I've on, done Tom. It, I've done it again. Shambles. Shambles. I've done it again. It's <laughs> not <laughs> the first time, man. That's just that's just setting it up for tomorrow, isn't it? Um, yeah. No, but well, I think I think this is could be the result that where we could spring out out though. Considering how poor we were then, you know, Black Swansea, Blackpool, Millwall. <laughs> we beat them a lot. Frozen. But it's what it is. It is. I echo what Daddy says hmm. about giving him time because. You know, we went round in full circles. We backed him. Well, we didn't back him. Us fans, we would have. Yeah. I think his Wi-Fi's gone off again. I think he's, he's, I think he's hamstered by his cable, I think. Looks like he's biting it. Chowdhury. Chowdhury's nibbling yeah. at it. But no, <laughs> Darren's got some good points, Tom, oh, as well. Um, about, you know, he should have been given time. And, um yeah. I th- I think that's a very, very good point. But yeah, go on, carry on, Tom. What were you saying, mate? Now I was just going to say that you know we sh- we should have backed him, but you know, like Danny says, we we were um, we were um, told that they would back him come hell and high water, and you know they're they're liars basically. Our owners are liars, but. You know, Luton are where they are because they deserve to be. Let's make no mistake about it. As much as I hate them, and I hate them with a passion. I don't know who I, I don't know if I hate any other team more than this scum, but they deserve to. They they, but they are where they are because they deserve to be. There's no there's no denying it. We are where we are because we deserve to be. You know, it's just one of them. But you know, we can can we win tomorrow? Yeah, of course we can. But I just don't get I just don't get our owners because they sacked Rob Edwards because they didn't like his style of play, even though we'd only lost two out of ten, still had players coming back from injury at the time. You know, a new a new team, a new transition. 
And they they brought in Chris Wilder, who plays the exact same way. Just got full circle, full circle. Exactly. So, just what was the point of getting rid of him in the first place? The same people that wanted Rod Edwards gone were moaning that Billich was sacked, but Billich had more time. Mm. Does does that make any sense? Yeah. No. Look. Look. That that though. This season, it just sums like sums our club up. You know. you know, g- g- going because I think me, like I said, me included, I was I was fully behind this change of direction. And you know, I mean, how 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 stupid are our fans actually believing that our owners are actually trying to sort out change of direction? You know, they they fooled us, fans. You know, they're not. Um, they're not. They 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 yeah, they fooled they fooled us into believing that they were going to change direction. Clearly, they haven't. Clearly, it was just a, uh, you know, it, it the pozos. It, it's literally like. If if you're in the championship, you have to get promotion or you get sacked. And if you're in the Premier League, you have to stay up or you get or, or you or you get sacked. And they have to realise we're a championship club. When we was in the Premier League for five or six years, or whatever, we were punching above our weight. Look how anyone says we were punching well above our weight. It's been in the Premier League for that long, and championship is our is our level of football. But the Pozos, if they want us want us to succeed and want it, want us to get the fans back on side, they have to be patient and actually. Start start making better decisions, you know, on on and off the pitch. Yeah, no, we are behind Wilder, Dave. Well, think... um, yeah, at the end of the day, look, if if there's a game to shape our season, it's against the scum. Um, yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we need to we need to win this game um, if we're going to have any chance of doing anything. I've said it's, I don't care if we stay down as long as we don't as, lo- as long as we beat them. Really can't. Sorry, Darren. I don't want to swear. A, um, a, I know you. I know it's banter that he's calling each other scum and looting the vice versa. Yeah. Well, but you know something. See when you look at Luton as a football club and they're so well run, and Gary Sweet does such an amazing job at Luton Town, and he has done from D dot one. He's been in there because first and foremost, he's a massive fan as well. And you know something, he likes continuity. He likes keeping, giving people the chance to do a great job there. And that's what he's done all along. And he's made some really tough decisions. But you know something, his decisions have always been spot on. So looking as a club, you look how many managers have had over the past 10 years, 15 years. You could probably count on one hand, really. So that's what they give time, people time to do, put their mark on the football club. Because see, at the end of the day, it is the manager's decision on what he does. And the manager sticks by his decisions. And he's had a couple of great managers. Nathan Jones was a great manager. But Rob's been fantastic. And I couldn't speak highly enough of the guy. And mm. I just hope, hope like all the rest of Luton Town and Bedfordshire, he gets what he deserves this season. Mm. Darren, just a quick question: If if yes. the worst happens that Luton do end up making it to the Premier League, what do you think will happen in terms of obviously? Because you know, promoted clubs they have to spend, you know, they have to spend on players. You know, you've got the whole stadium. You think will the stadium be suitable for Premier League? Is it, I think it'll be interesting to see if if Luton actually do get promoted, what will happen? It'd be a fantastic achievement, first and foremost. They generate so much more money into the football club because I believe football teams now, when they get promotion to the Premier League, they get £200 million. Is that right? 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's about that. So they could invest in other players alongside the players they've got just now, and I think they could do okay because they have got a team with a great work ethic and they really do play for each other. They've got a great team spirit there. A season commentary, I do the commentary with Simon Pitts sometimes, and uh, a season commentary, you've got two centre-forwards there. If I'm a centre-half, you're looking at two of the centre-forwards, you're looking at one that's six foot five who can play football, who's quick, who's great in the air, and you've got the other one at six foot three, Carlton Morris. So you're playing against two centre-forwards like that every week, you've got to be having doubts in your head, what, what are you doing here? And they've got players that can run and players that can play great football as well. So they've had a few, few really good players this season who have done really well. And you look at Tom Lockyer as well. Tom Lockyer has been outstanding this season. And he's had a big void to fill in Kyle Naismith who left to join Bristol City. And he's stood up there and he's been great all season. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with what you say, say Salts, because, um, you know, begrudgingly, we hate to say it, but it's true. But um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you know, um, I've I've got a couple of um, mates who support that those lot as well. And I said to them, as much as they're good friends of mine, tomorrow, they're, they're them. They're one of them. I don't speak to them. After the game... Yeah, it goes out the window. I, I know local derbies. I'm a big Hibs fan and Hearts yeah. fans. When you're younger, you didn't want to speak to anybody. If they're, if they're supporting the Hearts and I'm supporting the Hibs, it's like Rangers, Celtic, Watford, Luton. It's just like Manchester, Man United, Liverpool, Everton. It's just crazy. It's just what derbies bring to everybody. They don't want yeah. to speak to each other before the game, after the game. During the game, they just want to go and do their own thing and support the club that they're so passionate about. Like you see, guys are passionate Watford fans. I love Luton Town as a football club. I love Luton Town. I love the people at Luton Town and I love all their fans. But that's a big thing in my heart. So I'll always stick by Luton Town and I love the club, just like, like these guys love Watford, which I take my heart off to you is the way you support them and the way you do your podcast as well. Mm. Well, Mick Hartford said something, Danny. Have you, have you got to watch that under the cosh? Because um, he went on about, and Hartford, I've met him a couple of times, and he's just like salts. Lovely, genuine, genuine. Yeah, uh, fantastic it, guy yeah I, I did watch that bit. You know, he, t- he talks about where he stamped over all our players, didn't he? When he was playing for well, the rivalry. Do you watch yeah. the rivalry bit? Because he says you don't realise how hated and how yeah. intense uh, this rivalry is until I'll, the game I'll, turns well, up. I was speaking, speaking with my dad earlier, and I'll, we were just chatting, and I was like, Unless you actually support Watford or Luton, you don't understand the rivalry. It's just pure, mm. pure hatred between two clubs. It's like everybody knows, you know, Liverpool, Man U, they hate each other. You know, Birmingham, yeah. Villa, Arsenal, Tottenham. But you know, Watford, Luton, it's it's not the derby that a lot of world football fans know about. But you only know about it if you're a Watford or Luton Town fan, and it is just pure hatred. And it obviously previous experiences can get really, really nasty. So. It's um, it's it's one for the uh, one for the proper fans, let's say. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Definitely. Sorry, mate. So the last time I was in at Watford Edge was after my car yeah. crash in 1994, where I went. I went down to. I was still involved at the Luton Town. I was trying to get back after my car crash, and uh, I went to watch the game down there. And Luton actually won four two down there, when my hmm. best mate Paul Telford scored two cracking goals that day. But you know something. I played in one of the derbies where Paul Furlong was up front 
and we had such a battle straight away and it was such a great atmosphere with both sets of fans right behind their teams and you just want to, when you're playing, you just love tackles and you love headers and you just love being on that football pitch and it's such a great atmosphere and you just feel like you can jump 10 foot in the air, you feel like you can run so much faster because everybody's just buzzing around you, it's fantastic. And it's a great experience for all the lads tomorrow, like Porteous will play in his Edinburgh derby, but he never played in a derby in Watford, and that'll bring a lot of intensity in a, in a big game. It's a big game tomorrow, massive. Hmm. Tom, what do you reckon, mate? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, say that, I mean, Danny says about, unless you're Watford or Luton, you don't know about the rivalry, but there are a lot of Watford fans who don't understand it. Mm. Mm, you're right, and, and there's right. and there's and they're the ones that you know give it all the mouth, but they will pussy away. Now, nah. um, now, but I think it's it's a small the smaller club rivalries like between smaller clubs like us are probably the most intense. Mm. That's what I will say. I mean, you you gave a few examples like Birmingham Villa or. You know, you've got Southampton, Pompey, Wrexham, and Chester. People, the only, the only people that will know about those rivalries are the fans of those two clubs that will understand it properly. So, but you know, this is one, and it's a game. This is a fixture that isn't played very often. I mean, I think, I think when we played the last game back in October, it was what the first in sixteen years with fans. With fans, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fans. I mean, we played them yeah. during COVID, but obviously we weren't allowed to go. But I think it's it's going to be intense. And mm. it's, it's a must win. You cannot take a draw. You cannot take a draw, regardless of whether you've got something to play for or not. You cannot take a draw in a game like this, whether you're Watford or whether you're them. But it, it's a win or it's failure. Simple as that. As long as we don't turn up this time, not not like during COVID when we were on a great run and then we suddenly, the only game we don't turn up at is the bloody local derby. Mm. And um, <laughs> I managed to put my fist through a door after Gray's um, bloody disallowed goal. But we could um, play we could, we could play shit. Yeah. And we, we could sneak a 1-0 a win. I'll, we'll take it. Like we would any other game, but especially in this one. Yeah. But we can't afford to play shit in this game. Simple no. as that, especially no. with the form that they're on. Yes, form goes out the window, but we have to be on top of our own game if we're going to get anything out of it. Like just like we did last time, we made that fast start. We've got to make the fast start again. The only difference is it's their turn to have home advantage, and that's probably what will get them over the line if they're going to win the game. Mm. Definitely. Danny, you got your... Do you want to do your section, mate? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Literally, we got... I mean, I was going to ask your views tonight. So basically, obviously, we all know this season, the Pozos have sort of made a lot of mistakes. But let's be honest, we've had a lot of good players and then the Pozos have had very, you know, a, a very vast amount of good players. So your best Pozo 11, obviously, will do goalie tonight because we've got... Um, obviously, Tom and Pidge. I'll, I'll, I'll do the votes for the uh, for the guests, and then from from next week onwards, we'll just do like like the viewers. So it's probably a choice. Normally, it'll be like five nominees, but I think really there's only three nominees for best puzzle goalkeeper. 
Foster, Almunia, Gomez. Pidge, who's your vote for? And I love the Gomez. Why. I love Gomez. Um, just because he was um, he was the goalie that took us to the FA Cup final. Um, okay. Foster is a better keeper in terms of what he did for the club, but in terms of the three, because um, Almunia you could put up a case for because because of the save penalty against Leicester. So, but I'll yeah. go Gomez. I Tom, love the guy. Tommy's your vote for. Well, first and foremost, all three of them are club legends, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Almunia for that penalty, for that that save that led to that goal. Yeah, yeah. Foster, because well, he's he's been promoted with us before, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm going to go with Gomez as well because he was there when yeah. we got promoted in the first place, the first time round. And yeah, Gomez has already won it, but I, I probably would have gone with Gomez as well. Um, I think, um, like you said, Almunia, all, all key, all the keepers have gone down in legendary status. What Almunia for that save, Foster, you know, for winning player of the year in his first spell for being brilliant, coming back and being equally as good. Obviously, he's, he's in between the two spells. Watford, he's had a few England caps, he's you know, won the League Cup with. Birmingham, you know, I think he might want to prem for Manu, I'm not sure, but you know, he's he goes down as all, all three go down in you know very fond memories of Watford. But Gomez is a the greatest puzzle eleven goalkeeper. So he's in he's in at number one. Aurelio Gomez in you go, son. Hmm, next so next right. week we would next week we would do left back next week. There's probably not an awful lot, but we'll do it. Uh so next week will be left back next week. Hmm. Exactly. Just a shout out to happy birthdays and obviously um the magician Ramage was um birthday of the week. Go on the <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> Can I tell you who's already gonna be the left back? Holobus. Daniel Hoodil. Yeah, well you never never know. there's a few, but we'll we'll wait till next week, Tom. We'll wait till next week. Because next Danny next Rose. week <laughs> next week next week I'll do it at the start and I'll let the view I'll let the viewers decide in whichever one Whichever one gets fired the most, that'll be he'll be in left back. I'm just saying so he was so underrated. He was so underrated. Oh, he was, mate. I oh, oh, was very good. Very good. Yeah. Darren, what's your score prediction, mate? Oh, it's a tough game to call, so I'm, I'm going to sit in the fence in this one. You know something? With games like this, you've got fine margins and could go. It's going to be a tight, tight game tomorrow. I'm hoping with the loot and win, with the crowd behind them at that kind of off road. And believe me, the see when you're playing on that pitch, that crowd are on top of you as well. And that'll give the boys extra energy to play. So I'm hoping a loot and win, but I'm not making a prediction. I'm going to sit on the fence on that one, Pedro. I'll leave that to the experts who go and watch your team every week to make that prediction, pal. <laughs> Tom? I'm just reading this comment on the screen. Is that, is that Phil put by any chance? Oh, Balaclava's at the ready as well. Someone says, um, <laughs> someone says, oh, um, with response to the format, um, with a scummer on the pod, look, he's a, he's a good friend of mine from the Emerald days and uh, he's he's an absolute legend. So, Darren, mate, you're Tom, always welcome. Tom, you are going tomorrow, aren't you? you got a ticket. Yeah, of course. Yeah, good lad, good lad. I'll see I, you there. I, 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 I ain't missing that for the world. Yeah. yeah. Not oh, I shall see you there then, Mill. 
Oh, Go on, predictions, it. boys. Tom, Danny. Uh, you can't. Uh, you can't predict a game like this. Yeah, you can't. Um, you can't. Four uh, nil. Why not? Another four nil. Fuck it. Four nil. Why not? One That's a little day. No, no, not in all seriousness. Um, like Tom said, you just you can't predict these games. You really can't. No, no matter, no matter, even if both teams are in, you know, really good form, it's a derby. You just cannot, you cannot predict it. All I want from Watford is just to go out, show show how much this derby, you know, means to the fans. Just go out, put some fight, and hopefully the result will um, will come. Yeah, I've got. I'm starting a new job in about three weeks' time. So if we lose this, I'm going to get it in both both ends from the from the scammers at work at the hospital. And then when I start my new job, there's about three or four scammers there as well. So I'm going to get that as well. So nil-nil or one-nil, as long as we don't lose. That's the yeah. thing. You don't enjoy derbies. You don't enjoy them. You know, you enjoy them after if you win. It's win or bust. Yeah. The exactly. players love them. The players just love the derbies as well because of the atmosphere and what it means to them as well. So... I love watching derbies because I've always been brought up in derbies with hips and hearts and it's the best days of your life growing up and watching your team who you feel so passionate about. It's a fantastic feeling. So I'd love to say to you, good luck tomorrow, but I wouldn't be meaning it, so I can't even say that to you, Pidge. All I can say is, come on, you Luton Town. What what Jeez. one one thing I want to say though, I, I, do, I do think I do think it's gonna be a brilliant game of football. I really do. I'm not just it's not gonna be one of them derbies where it's just gonna be done. No, I do think it's gonna be a cracking game of football. I think it's gonna be end to end and I think the, the the right team will win, but hopefully that's us. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely right. Uh, one nil to the golden boys, Chowdhury with a scream in the last minute for Mr. Uh, imagine Imagine, I, I've got, I've got a thing for Mister Kusa. If Chowdhury scores, <laughs> if Chowdhury scores, he has got to get a shirt with Chowdhury's name on the back. Absolutely, yeah. no, no. I'll go even better. If Hamza Chowdhury scores the winner tomorrow, he has to get Hamza Chowdhury number four tattooed on his back. Absolutely. Yeah, if he scores the winner, if he scores the winner, he has to get Chowdhury four tattooed on his back. Yeah. Who's the young lad that came on loan to Hitchin Town and he scored on his debut? What he looks like a real good talent as well. I was at the game and he made his debut for Hitchin and he he looks like a handful as well. He's like 17 years old and he's big, he's strong, and he can Mm. run. Good Since he scored that goal, he hasn't really featured much at all. It's like did the only reason I think the only reason he ended up playing he, and coming on was because we literally had no players. We, we were forced right. to to pick academy players, and literally now we've got players back fit again. And when we we signed we signed players in January. He hasn't none of our academy players have really had a look in. So you know, but I'd much rather him than a Brit summer long there. That's Chris Philpot. Philpot's a dick, isn't he? Sometimes. <laughs> Look, if look, I will make the thing here now. If Chaldry scores oh, the winner, he didn't just put it has to be the second half. If Chaldry scores the winner and we win one nil, I will get Chaldry four tattooed on my back. <laughs> I will hundred percent do it. 
If he yeah. has to be the second half and it has to be one nil win. If he yeah. does it, I will tattoo that on my back. Yeah. Chowdhury for 110%. Yeah. I'm, it's not going to be on my um, manhood like Chris said. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't want to see that I'm either. Gone. I'll get, um, I'll get Tom to tattoo him. I'm going down the pub. I'm Definitely. Going, I'm going down right. the pub in a minute. <laughs> right, we're going to shoot off. But... <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna shoot off, Danny. Cheers for taking the lead, mate. You've been oh, absolutely best, brilliant. Mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice meeting you, lads, as well. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, top. Thanks, thanks, Salts. You know, you even, even though you um, support the enemy, mate. They are enjoyable, and they do. You do make some good listening on there as well. Cheers, Salts. Thank you very much. And um, even though you support the enemy, mate, you're a good friend of mine from the Emerald Days, and I really, really do appreciate you taking your time out. Definitely. You're more than welcome, Paul. Cheers, Thanks, Sauce. Take care, mate. Bye now. Brilliant. Big shout out to Darren Saul. And I know he's, um, like everyone said, look, he's he's a scummer. He supports Luton, but absolutely fair play to him for coming on and taking his time. It was good to catch up with him. But yeah, tomorrow night, the fans' verdict, 8pm. Hopefully my voice will be a little bit better. Probably won't be. Probably completely buggered after shouting at the screen. So, um, yeah, that won't do me much much good, but hey-ho. That'll be 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, hopefully, I'll get a little bit better after that. But, boys, final words, Tom? He's only a poor little hatter. <laughs> Danny? <laughs> um, just quick one. I will 100% be doing a match day vlog tomorrow. It's I have to absolutely do one tomorrow. So look out for the match day vlog tomorrow. And I will be also, if, if, you've, if I've got you on Facebook, I will be doing a Facebook Live and also... I'll be going on Instagram live as well. So my Instagram, I'll put my Instagram on TaylorMade Army somewhere. Follow me. I'll be going live. I'll be going live on Facebook. Entering the fucking shithole. So you'll um, you'll 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 see lots of fun tomorrow. Exactly. Will, will you day, will I... you be videoing us? Will you be videoing our coaches getting bricked? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I might, might, might do. Yeah. Might do. Yeah. Four K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 3D, 4K, whatever. You know, different right, angles. Let's not laugh about it because if one of them bricks hit no. you, it's going to hurt, isn't it? So let's not laugh. You're just I don't need to sat by the window. Yeah, yeah well, Tom I'm, will I'm, be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, I, I know, I'm, I'm going to sit in the toilet where it's nice and safe. Or <laughs> sit, like, sit, sit like in the back of the coach. Then you might. You Tom's clicking the windows that. usually. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, with all due respect for uh, Salts, you know, great friend of mine. Fuck it, I ate the fucking scum and I hope we smash him. Mm. So I've, 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 so I've got a big line tomorrow because when, when, we, when we beat uh, Luton in October, obviously I met Tim afterwards and Tim, Tim bought me a drink. So we, we said again, the, the, win, the, winner, the winner buys the, no, the, lo the loser buys the winner drink. So I'm, I'm hoping I'll get another point off him tomorrow. But obviously it'll cool. be it'll be back in Northampton because I said to him, look, there's no way I'm going for a being loot and not a chance. So, so I'll have to wait till I'm back in back in uh, Northampton tomorrow night. So, well, to be honest, mate, I'm surprised they got beer because they only just managed to get TVs in that in that yeah, car, TV. They? Have they even got? I don't think they've got Wi-Fi either as well. No, they've got computers. They've got dial-up. I think they've just uh, introduced dial-up dial yeah. to the area. The one where where you have to like uh, the hamster. To, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, but apparently, it's going to be a full house, so they're all going to jump off their sisters long enough yeah. to um, go and watch this tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can eat scum. 
with those, extra, with those extra fingers. How many? How many? It's like that. Their fingers are like that. That's their hand. Like They're with their sisters. Yeah. And they look like they look like sloth from the Goonies. Yeah. Hey, hey you guys. Hey, you guys. 